Hey, all you beautiful people, and welcome to the Glorious in the Mundane podcast. I'm your host, Christy Knuckles. I hope that you are doing well. I'm preparing this podcast after just getting home from a birthday celebration for my sweet mama who turned 75 this week. My parents actually share a birthday week. My dad's birthday was Monday of this week, and my mom's was Wednesday. I think they usually go out on Tuesday. They kind of meet in the middle for their birthday date night. But we did get to celebrate her tonight with some of their church friends, and it was such a beautiful time. Many of you know that Nathan and I have been attending the church here in our community that my dad pastors. This was a decision we made a few months ago after we learned about my mom's cancer diagnosis. We just wanted to be near them in this season to come alongside them and serve them and this precious group of people that they get to do life with as a church. You know that we've been a part of Church of the City here in Franklin for the last several years, which I know I've talked about that many times. And we still actually meet with our community group from there because we have been journeying with those people for over four years now. So we feel actually quite blessed in a way to have sort of two church homes. It means a lot to us in this season to have the community of the beloved, no matter what it looks like, in our lives. But tonight, my mom's celebration, it was such a pure picture of the body of Christ, what we are supposed to be for each other. As we gathered for what my mom thought was their regular Wednesday night prayer meeting, little did she know the women of that church came together and do what women of the church do well. (laughs) They made the fellowship area look like an absolute dream. We had homemade cake by candlelight. We sang some hymns together. We had a time of sharing where many people in the church got to stand and just bless my mom. But the sweetest moment of the night, one that I'll never forget, was when my dad asked my mom to come and sit in a chair so that we could lay hands on her and pray for healing. He anointed her head with oil from Israel, and we agreed together in prayer for big things over my mom. At the end, the associate pastor, Chris, prayed to close the time, and I love what he prayed. He said, God, we don't need you to do a miracle so that we'll believe. We don't need signs and wonders. We stand in awe of you already. We already know that you can do this miracle that we are asking you for. We are simply asking you for favor over this woman of God, that you would heal her body miraculously. Matthew 18, 19 talks about the importance of agreeing with one another in prayer and how powerful that is. Even now, I hope that you'll agree along with me in asking for favor over my mama and that God would have mercy on her and heal her body. I know that I cried my way through the last podcast. I probably had more people reach out to me about that than I have any other episode. I have to believe that's because we are all just craving what is real right now and authentic. And I don't really know any other way to say it, but just close to the heart of God. I think that's where we long to be. As promised today, this begins a series of podcasts where I've invited some close friends and family to co-host with me as we celebrate the release of my book, The Life You Long For, Learning to Live from a Heart of Rest. My heart today is not to make this all about me and the book I'm releasing. You know me better than that by now. 
But my heart is that you'd be caught up in the truth that there is a God who loves you and cares about you. You might need to hear it all over again today. And that you have a place in your heart that was created for Him, and He has a place in His heart for you. This isn't a sales pitch because I 100% trust God with every hand that He's going to place this book in. But you can pre-order it now anywhere you buy books. (laughs) If you'd like to get the first three chapters delivered to your inbox today, you can follow the link in the description of this podcast and show your proof of purchase, even if you pre-ordered sometime back and you can receive those three chapters right away. So there's that. If you're just looking for a way to reach out to God right now as His beloved and be pulled close to His heart, I believe that this book is one of the ways that that could happen, and I I believe in this message. It changed my life. So again, this isn't a sales pitch. I'm just letting you know that this is what's available. But today, I've invited my friend Shannon Scott to join me. Shannon and I have been friends for many years. We met through Passion Conferences as her husband Jeff was in the original Passion Band, like the OGs, uh, when we first came on the scene back in the late 90s. And Shannon, also served as the children's director for Passion City Church when we were a part of planting that church together. And she's now the children's and women's director at Church of the City here in Franklin. So we've been over the moon to get to live in the same city again. Shannon is a wealth of wisdom and is honestly an incredible writer and speaker herself. You're only going to hear a smidge of her humor, but she's definitely one of the funniest people I know. And we do have a little bit of fun with this interview. And then we do a dive deep, which I think is absolutely the best of both worlds. The chapter that this episode sort of represents is the first chapter of the book, which is actually really more like an introduction. It's called His Banner Over Me is Love. And I touched on the themes of this chapter actually last week when I reintroduced myself to you through tears, focusing more on who I am, body, soul, and spirit and intentionally leaving out what I do for a living. I hope that deeply spoke to you and inspired you to kind of take the blinders off and see yourself for the whole of who you are, W-H-O-L-E. I hope you took that moment even to stop and be able to just tell Jesus how you came to that podcast that day and that you could approach Him more along the lines of how He really sees you that you are a loved being that God has been calling out to since you were little. I hope that you felt God's love for you in the form of remembering that you were not made to do things for Him, but rather you were created to enjoy Him and to be enjoyed by Him. You know, our lives are not set up in this time we are living in to actually be who we were created to be. Have you ever thought about that? I'm going to say that again. Our lives are actually not set up in this day and age to actually be who we were created to be. I think it's a huge reason why podcasts like the last one just catch us off guard and take us by surprise, even in all of its simplicity. It almost feels foreign to us to really live from our heart for a moment, doesn't it? And to recognize that we were truly meant for something that we are not fully living in but we want to be, right? It's just that all this other stuff is what's valued in the world's economy we're spinning in. 
and hearing more about the whole of who we truly are, it's like the Spirit of God within us resonates deeply and we see glimpses of the life we're meant to be living and we long for it. Before the interview, I'm going to do something that I've never done on this podcast, but I feel absolutely compelled to tonight. I'm going to share the gospel. (laughs) I talk about in the book how when God called me to come and rest, as in a heart posture, the first thing He did was that He took me back to my gospel story. The first step toward living from God's love and finding your gospel story is to accept the way that God loved you, which is Jesus Christ. God so loved the world that He sent His only Son, that whoever believes in Him will have eternal life. You know it well. That's John 3.16. If my dad were preaching the gospel to you right now, he would tell you that identity comes from birth and that you and I were born separated from God. This was our identity. It goes all the way back to Adam and Eve and in the garden, and we were born out of their sin. You might be the sweetest person on planet Earth, I don't doubt it, who was all about doing good for your fellow man. But to be a sinner and to be separated from God, all you had to do was be physically born. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Jesus said in John 3 that we must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. In verse 5, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So there's a physical birth, but then there's a spiritual birth that must happen to be born again. I've talked about this before, that there was a physical cry at our birth, but then there is an Abba cry when the Spirit of God enters us and we are born again of the Spirit of God. This is what gives us a brand new identity in Christ, and it changes us forever from the inside out. How do we become born again? We believe in Jesus, and that means that we acknowledge that He is the Son of God and that He died on the cross for our sin. To follow Jesus, we turn away from our sin and we accept Jesus' death on the cross as payment or atonement for our sin, even that He took our place on the cross. We deserve to die because the wages of sin is death. That's Romans 6.23. But He died in our place. Romans 5.8 says, But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The cross made a way for you and me to come into the family of God. John 1.12 says, But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. If you have never trusted Jesus to cleanse you from sin and to give you a new identity in Him, you can pray with me right now to do that. Praying this kind of prayer can simply sound like this. God, I want to belong to your family. I know that I am a sinner and I need you. And I ask you now for your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son 
that you sent to die for my sins, and then you raised him from the dead. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life, into my heart, and to lead me every day. I trust you now, Jesus, to cleanse me and to be my Savior, and I will follow you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. I prayed that prayer when I was seven, but I will say it wasn't until my early 30s that I realized that I could live from that prayer every day of my life. I don't mean that I prayed this prayer every day. My prayer life has certainly grown since then, but it was in my early adult years that I began, without even knowing it, trusting in myself again and in my own good deeds and the stuff I was doing for God in order to feel right with Him and even with others, or to look right to God and others. Living from true rest is us living from our gospel story every day, that Christ is our righteousness, and that righteousness is our identity. Again, if my dad were preaching this, he'd say that our righteousness in Christ is not just about good behavior. Although, yes, good works are wonderful, and we are God's workmanship. And Ephesians 2.10 says that God has prepared good works in advance for us that we might walk in them. But our righteousness in Christ is an identity. It's actually literally who we are. We are righteous, and it's only because of Christ. I actually unpack a lot more of what it looks like to live from our gospel story in the book, but for now, I have to believe that I felt this prompting to share the gospel so strongly for a reason, even if it was just for one person. These days, more than ever, I am convinced that we need to be sharing the gospel, and we can't assume that everyone already knows. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God, beloved. And secondly, tell someone, text them right now, or call them, or go see them and tell them. Put it in the comments on my Instagram post for this episode. It's important that you acknowledge this life-changing moment because you're never going to be the same from this day forward. I hope that you enjoy this interview with my friend Shannon and I, and that you're deeply encouraged, no matter what season you're in or whatever you're walking through, that God loves you, and, and like I said before, that there's a place in your heart for Him, and that there's a place in His heart for you, and that His banner over you is love. One of the things that I write about at the end of the book is enduring as the beloved. And I may have said this before on the podcast, but I read that to endure, it means to remain under. And I love to think about that banner of God's love over us. And to endure faithfully in these days is to come up underneath the covering of that banner and to remain under it. And how important it is for us to live out from that place. Not living out from our own small love or our own small strength. There's a shelf life to our strength. And so to endure, we've got to remain under the endless love of God. I hope you enjoy this time with Shannon. I'll talk to you soon. Well, I am so excited to get to introduce my friend, Shannon Scott. Have you ever been on the podcast before? 
I have not. I'm so excited. So excited. This is fun. Yes. There's a first time for everything. Um, And this is it. This Mm -hmm. is the first time for this, and it's exciting. Are you nervous that our conversation is going to be recorded? (laughs) Man, if the conversation we had before this had been recorded. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, Goodness. We have a lot of history Mm -hmm. together. So fun to just have you here. You're one of those friends that we've gone on some trips together. Mm-hmm. We've um, worked at churches together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a lot of history. So I'm excited just to have you in the room. You've been one of the voices in my life that you've encouraged me so much. And mm-hmm. I talked about just even with my friend um, Megan, even today, just texting and saying, Sometimes as the community of the beloved, we have to like read each other's wine label from yep. the outside because mm-hmm. we often don't see things about ourselves or we don't see them yet. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the community of the beloved um, often, you know, we have to have those people in our lives that we're kind of sitting with and um, just speaking over each other, truth and things that we see and calling out uh, seasons and mm-hmm. All that stuff. So you're definitely one of those friends. Um, we were laughing earlier about how when we were a part of Passion City uh, mm-hmm. for the first years of like planting that church in Atlanta, um, you were that friend that I would hand off Annie Rose to. Uh-huh. And Annie was probably, I mean, we moved there when she was one. Yeah, she was tiny. She for was sure. a little bitty. She and, couldn't talk initially, and then she could. <laughs> <laughs> and then she could. In fact, there exists. An Instagram somewhere that's called Things Annie Says. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember that. But I do remember that, you know, often it was like I would be going on stage. Nathan was already on stage. We would be serving every Sunday morning, both of us there. For, uh, and for hours. For hours. Yeah. And you were the one that would always take, you're like, I got her. I got her. Don't yeah. worry about it. You would take Annie Rose for me. And we have a fun story that often I would hear later when Annie could talk. Uh-huh. Some of the stories that would come out of those times of you just like, I'm taking Annie to work with me because you were the children's pastor, yes. director in those days. And um, one of my favorite stories is, you can tell. Yes, yes. Well, and my youngest and your youngest are the same age yeah. and are still besties to this day. But um, <laughs> when they were probably four, they maybe had turned five. So they were in our oldest preschool room. And um, the next year would be moving to elementary. And at Passion City, it you know, preschool felt like pretty much like it probably feels at every other church. Um, and so they were in a classroom, but they knew they were going to get to move to a room that was this giant room, but it had big tents in it. <gasps> yes. And they would peek in the doors, and they were so excited about it. But because they were leadership kids, you know, they just— they felt like they owned the place and had a special <laughs> stake in it, which they did. And so I was coming around one Sunday and just making sure between services, because, you know, our kids were going to be there all day, the whole time, until mm-hmm. we were, till the bitter end when we were done. And I was passing out goldfish and just making sure our girls were taken care of. And I gave to my daughter, Allie, here you go, Allie. And then I said, okay, Annie. You want some goldfish? And she said, I've just been waiting here for food. <laughs> and just, 
you know, Waiting Here for You had just been your big <laughs> song in those years. And she just sang she reached that out her hand little, and she, she's uh-huh, like, reached up her hand. I've just food. been waiting here for food. Um, we could not recover. Like no one on the staff <laughs> could recover. And it was, it's one of my favorite Annie memories. And she has said a lot of things since then. But that one was, that was just such a good parody. Oh my goodness. From a five-year-old. I mean, she still has us in stitches most of the time. <laughs> she keeps us rolling. Well, okay, so another fun thing that people might not know about our friendship is that, Shannon, you you consistently keep me straight on songs that I've been a part of. Um, yes, you have no idea what you've done. <laughs> I can't comprehend it, but I'm like, oh, this song with so-and-so, you're like, what was it? Yeah, like you don't know. Yeah, I just, I think of just, I don't know if it's that thing where, you know, your your brain just kicks out memories that I don't need anymore. I don't know. What oh it my is. goodness, it's crazy. But yeah, so um, I think that you've brought to the table today uh-huh. your, your, a little challenge, uh-huh. right? You're yes. gonna maybe try to, to jog my memory. I had to find three obscure. Songs. Now, these so would scared. not, this is not necessarily songs you wrote, but this is songs you either were featured on or guested on for other people. But oh, um, the thing that your listeners definitely need to know is that I'm a super fan, like from, from <laughs> many, many, many years ago. Um, it's just the kindness of the Lord that stalking you turned into being besties because <laughs> that's not usually the case. <laughs> So I know everything you've sung on, oh written, done, whatever, as do probably a lot of the people listening. Um, so I found some of my favorites. So we're just going to see. I'm just going to play some of it, and we're going to see if you even know what it is. Is that good? Yes, I'm so scared. Okay, let's see. I might, so like I'll start it, but then I might like skip into it just for help. Do you know what it is? I have no idea. You seriously don't know? I have no clue. I'm not joking. <laughs> okay, wait. So that's Michael W. Smith. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I know this voice. I'm on this? You're on this. So I'll fast forward a little bit. Actually, it might be soon that you come in. Am I singing in there? That's you. The girl is you. You're the only girl. <laughs> this is what I love. You guys, she has no clue okay. what this song is. I think... So you did this at the Dove Awards. Yes, okay. I, do, I started to say, I do remember With Michael W. Smith, Israel Houghton. That's right. I think it's Stephen Curtis Chapman and you. Okay, so here's another one. I love these. I wish I had the years. And this is you. This is not even a featuring. I don't know if you wrote this or not. In this quiet place, where only you and I are. Do you know what is it is? Only you and I 
I don't know what the song name is, but it's like, was it on like a Beth Moore thing? It might have been a Beth Moore thing. It doesn't even really say. It's just kind of like a single. Okay, wait. Let's get to the chorus. Okay. It's almost there, so I'll just let it play. You guys, you guys need to I go mean, download all these songs. That's like. So this is the chorus. not even familiar to you. I mean, I couldn't tell you what the next line is or the melody. Really? It's called Only You Remain. I think it has literally taken me through I do feel dark like seasons. <laughs> maybe like Chance. Do you know Chance? I don't. Scoggins. I feel like he maybe recorded that vocal and it was for like a Beth Moore... Isn't that associated fun? with like a Beth Moore Bible study or something? So did you? So you don't think you wrote that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not joking. Do you guys see what I'm dealing with here? <laughs> like you probably have a Christine Ackles song oh that has changed your life, and it's very possible she doesn't remember <laughs> that she wrote it. Okay, do you have one more? I do. I'm trying to decide which one I want to do. Oh, okay. Okay, I think I want to do this one because it is a. This, when I heard this, this was a surprise for me because I don't actually, I had not listened to this group before and you guested with them. And it's a fun story that we can talk about after this. It's dramatic. It is dramatic. I'm going to pull it in. I'm going to skip it ahead. Sayla. Yes. I do know this one. Yes. Yes, yes so I, think, I got one. Hold on. Skip it forward to Aww. your part. So pretty. They're good. I do remember that one. Yeah. I mean, those harmonies, we're yes. both making a stank face that no one can see because <laughs> we just think they're such gorgeous harmonies. Yes. But I didn't I didn't listen to Sayla. I didn't know Sayla. And now my kids go to school with yes. all of Todd Smith's kids. And yes. so we met him and he's talking about his group and I'm like having this out-of-body experience. And I was like, wait. Did you do a song with he goes Christy Knuckles? Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yes, I love that. She Tawny won't remember G. the song, but I will. I do remember that one. We <laughs> toured with them and actually that was like I've had Angie on the podcast and we probably talked about that that mm-hmm. was the tour we met on. Yeah. And before she was an author and speaker and all that. So it's a small world. Yeah, so, so fun. you guys okay, go got, get those songs. One out of only three. You remain. So great. <laughs> And Faithful One oh, are the man. names of those. They're thank so you, good. Thank you, Shannon, for keeping me. <laughs> I'll always be here to help you remember what you've done. On my toes. 
Um, well, so I'm inviting friends and family into this process of just helping me really talk about the book because number one, um, it's hard to talk about anything these yeah. days, as yeah. we all know. And I think just how I'm wired, it feels most authentic for me to really just like have people along the journey with me who really know me, but to just invite others into this story. And we're not going to, you know, go through the book chapter by chapter, but we mm-hmm. are going to kind of pull out some of these themes and just sort of um, invite people, like I said, into the journey. But then I think too, I um, I just recently did, I don't know if I told you this, I did this test where you test if you're how introverted you are. I, I scored 96%. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know, in probably it's just my, the, my foreignness or something with being wired of, you know, just artistic and wanting like this process of talking about the book mm-hmm. to um, feel a little bit more like just friends who've walked this journey with me and honestly who've seen me kind of have to lay things down and mm-hmm. kind of live this over the years. And even you and I, through our friendship, have mm-hmm. watched each other have to make decisions based on, you know, just being in the bullseye with Jesus yeah. and what that looks like of, um, and having to kind of say some yeses and nos and to things in our lives and seasons. And so it's just means a lot to me that you're here because mm-hmm. of just all the many, many conversations we've had in our lives. But mm-hmm. a lot of those like just defining. And like I said earlier, we've even um, gone away on some trips together before. And I even say in the book uh, that you're the person who taught me about companionable silence yes. and what that's like um, with the community of the beloved, which mm-hmm. is what I call just the people of God in in my book. But it was just I remember us like one of our favorite things is when we go on these trips, we don't eat out very mm-hmm. often. We do one night mm-hmm. where we do like we splurge, but I love it that we just go to the grocery store yep. at the beginning of the week and we make all of our meals. And one of our favorite things is this place that we've gone. It's very sunny there. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a beach and we get all just, we soak up the sun all day. Mm-hmm. And then it's that like that tiredness at night that's such a good tired after good tired. <laughs> you've been in the sun all day. You've talked your guts out. You've just, you've processed with each other. Mm-hmm. And then what I love is like, Often we'll just put on music mm-hmm. and we, we're cutting vegetables, we're making dinner, and it's like companionable silence. Totally. Like everyone's just beat at that point, but it's like that good mm-hmm. beat where you're just like, thank you, God, for this. It's like a vacay, which we don't get very often. Mm-hmm. So know that this is a, it's a very, it's been a sacred thing. It's yes. not something that's been a ver- very regular thing, but I love that, and so this feels an, like an extension of that a mm-hmm. little bit. So it's really just special to me that you're here and that you would do this. God has gifted Shannon, and she's actually our women's leader at our mm-hmm. church here in Franklin, Church of the City, and has been over kids as well. And so we've gotten to be a part of two churches yeah, together, which crazy. Is, is really sweet. So Well, and f- for my side, first of all, thanks for letting me do this, oh. but— it's such a sweet thing to have seen this come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Like 
this, <laughs> I was joking before, like, so you just decided like six weeks ago you might want to write a book? And, but this has been probably, what, 15 years or more yeah, in the making. And I've gotten to see all of those days. Mm. And so this is really sweet. It's rare that we necessarily get to see something this big mm. all the way through. And so it's a treasure for me that mm. we get to. So. Mm. It's available for pre-release now, yes. and it's releasing next yes. week. Yes. How do you feel? Like, oh. what does it feel like? Yeah, it's surreal in in so many ways. I think because I have been not just you know writing this for so long, but like, but living this, mm-hmm. you know, and up to the up to even just like, you know, yesterday, like today, like just, and I realized that this like living from rest. Um, message is something that I'll be living, mm-hmm. you know, for the rest of my days. It's this posture of my heart. Um, and so I feel like, you know, we've even had like a couple of uh, stops and starts with the release of it. And even that, I've just trusted God in the timing of mm-hmm. it, you know, of of just going, okay, Lord, I'm trusting that, you know, this releasing, you know, not last June, not, you know, last November, but this February, um, I'm just, trusting Him even in that and even just with where the world is right now. And like I said earlier, just how hard it is um, to talk about things and um, how hard it is for all of us right now to navigate truth. Um, I'm just trusting that the Holy Spirit knew just where this would land in the moment in history of just God's people Mm -hmm. and um, just even how recently, you know, when I just got my hands on an actual real book, I stayed up a little and I was just like going through because even I've already forgotten right. some of the stuff I wrote. and Kind of the way you forgot all your music. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, wow. I mean, even just the part, the fact that like the middle part of my book, there's three parts to it and mm-hmm. it's called The Community of the Beloved and just how we are seeing right now. Um, the community of the beloved be so hit mm-hmm. and um, divisive and so hard. I know a lot of people have just gotten off of social media, which I absolutely understand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard time to be talking about it, but at the same time, I'm just like thankful and trusting God with um, being able to just have, I guess, this message in my mouth and in my heart for such a time as this. Like it feels just really, really special. So, And it's absolutely, I mean, what you said about trusting that this is the Spirit's timing, it so is. Mm-hmm. And to have a book launching into the world titled The Life You Long For, I mean, that right there mm-hmm. pulls us in. But this idea of a heart of rest, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know that we've ever needed that concept more mm-hmm. than when we're this weary, this worn, um, are struggling even to figure out where can we look? Obviously, God's Word needs to be our primary source, but Mm. where can we look and find those voices we can count on to be elevating truth? So Mm. this comes at the perfect time, Mm. which I'm thrilled for, for you and for us, because we are the beneficiaries of what you've lived and I've Mm. watched you live it up close so what has been the most rewarding part of the process? Mm. I think it was definitely, I'm remembering uh, last Christmas, I was finishing up, like, I think by January 12th, I had to turn in the last bit of, like, the 
you know, rehaul of mm-hmm. like, this is kind of the end. I'm, I've got to be done. And, and I think just, I know there were days in there that I just sat and cried because mm-hmm. I think the most rewarding thing was remembering the faithfulness of God through all of it, mm-hmm. through um, my hearing loss struggle and through, um, you know, just different seasons I talk about, like even um, you were a part of it, getting to lead those worship leader women when yep. we were in Atlanta, they're in my home. Um, how my girls got to benefit from that season of having all these women come into our home. And I was getting to not only lead them, but also just get them in front of each other and talking mm-hmm. to each other and supporting each other. And um, I cried about that of just like God giving me that season where I could have, you know, just got to shepherd and got to, and that's really, I talk about in the book where a mother's heart was birthed in me beyond just um, my own kids, but like a spiritual mom, mm-hmm. that heart was birthed in me then. And so there were a lot of tears um, in, in that last bit of of just getting it out, like mm-hmm. what all else needs to come out, Lord? And, and just like, really having some moments with Jesus that will just always between be between he and I of just like remembering and and sobbing and just being like, thank you, God, that um, you allowed me to, even when it was pain, you know, I talk about my miscarriages in the mm-hmm. book, and even when it was a painful season, like just thank you for what you birthed in me during that. So I think the most rewarding thing was remembrance, like remembering what he's brought me through. Which what a sweet practice that we all Mm. should be undertaking. Uh, Our pastor was just teaching on the 10 lepers and how Mm. only one came back, and he came back to express gratitude. Mm. And may we be the people who always come back. And so this was was a coming back process for you as you wrote it all down. And though I know there were so many sweet days, and obviously the culmination of it is sweet, what was challenging for you in this getting it all out? process, mm-hmm. as if that isn't challenging enough. Were yeah. there any particular things? You know, because it's like, oh, Christy wrote a book. But in order <laughs> to not inaccurately portray that as like, I was just sitting at Keeper's Branch, you know, and <laughs> people were back. fanning me with grapes. Well, you know, just, <laughs> you know, fanning me. I'm eating grapes. Everything's perfect. Music right. is playing. What were the challenging parts of mm-hmm. getting what what really is an autobiography out into the world. Yeah, so I think I was supposed to turn in 50,000 words, and I turned in (laughs) (laughs) 81,000. And thinking like, all of this is pertinent. And I think um, now looking back, oh my goodness, I told her it was like I threw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall Mm -hmm. to see what would stick. Mm -hmm. You know, in the beginning, I just, I think it's the artist brain in me. Um, I didn't, know how to exactly articulate. Um, I knew the story, you know, it was in me, I've been living it, but it was like, how do I really like articulate this in a way that feels palatable for people? And then it's not just like, oh, this is one gal's experience, but it was like, how do I really use, you know, use these stories with the Word of God to go like, oh, this ties to a principle of God's Word. And I knew all those things, but getting it out and fleshing it out wasn't actually easy for me. In fact, like, I haven't really been able to songwrite that much mm-hmm. because writing this book was like using a different part of my brain. And um, and it's sort of like I had to lay one thing down to do this. So it's been very much like this is a season of 
getting this book out and writing it, learning how to articulate mm. it. And then hopefully, you know, down the road, I will um, pick songwriting back up. So um, something's always got to give, it seems. And we can't, like, at least I can't do it all. And so it's definitely been a process of me going, I have to lay that down right now. I can't, I've in, you know, I can't, I do different disciplines, I guess, in life. And so it's like, I've had to just lay one down in order to pick this up and kind of let it bloom to its fullest. And that was hard for me. Mm -hmm. And it was hard to receive instruction, you know, and correction from an editor. And, but oh my goodness, it grew me as an individual, grew me as a person, as a writer. Um, it was so good for me, and I learned so, so much. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I know a hard thing for you as well would is just the promotion of yourself. Like, <laughs> even and a group of us suggested, like, hey, let your yeah. friends talk about you because it's our joy to do that, and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel as weird as, like, mm-hmm. hello, I'd just like to gather you all to talk about me. <laughs> um, do you... Do you feel like that's maybe a gift from the Lord, that that is something that you don't rush to do, is just like be comfortable promoting yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you like, okay, I guess there's a balance in it, like it's kind of a necessary evil? Like mm-hmm. I am sure lots of your listeners are like, what is the balance mm-hmm. between you know God's asked you to do something, you've created it, and it's time to put it in the world and not feeling like you're hawking yourself mm-hmm. all over the place because that's distasteful. So how okay. have you kind of struck that balance of how to do it well? Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, so just for my listeners, um, I had a think tank day. We've actually done two of these, and I'm pretty sure you were a part of mm-hmm. both of them. Um, and that was just like, I need some women who know me mm-hmm. to come around me and sort of that read the wine label mm-hmm. on the outside when I'm not able to do that for myself. And this was actually your your idea. Like you were like, Christy, what if the podcast moving forward and you talking about the book, what if it was us coming around you? Yeah. And so we're going to do a little bit of that. And today's one of those times. And so, yeah, I think that's what, you know, the community of the beloved means to, to me in a lot of ways is just like, um, will, y'all, will y'all do this with me? Will you also tell me like... Will you see my blind spots? Like, help Mm me know when, like, hey, that doesn't feel like you or whatever. I just feel like um, I want this to um, be authentic to who I am and just really the message of of living from a heart of rest. There is such a balance with that. It's like, okay, well, if I'm living from this heart of rest, then that's, you know, part of even how I model that Mm -hmm. on social media, Mm -hmm. I feel like has always been a part of just what even God's called me to. And even my listeners will know that, you know, in the beginning, sometimes I'm like, okay, no podcast coming up the next couple of weeks because something's got to give. Yeah. And I feel like I've had a lot of people just along the way, which has been so sweet, like they'll message in and go like, thank you. That actually gave me permission to um, lay something down that I felt like I was supposed to be carrying. And it gave me permission to go like, okay, this week, you know, what maybe needs to give so that the first things first in my life can be the most important things. And so I do feel like... Um, just as a whole, like it's something that God has called me to live, but also to like to model. And mm-hmm. so I hope even just in the way that I'm um, talking about the book that it's, you know, sort of 
really thinking about what are people, we just talked about it beforehand, just like what are people walking through right mm-hmm. now? What are they trying to navigate? And just making sure that the book promotion isn't all about me and how I wrote this book and this is my story, but it's also just, I want it to be like, how can I encourage truly like as I'm doing this? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm talking about it. I'm telling you the book's out there, but as I'm doing that, I want to do it in a way that people feel invited in, number one, but also just poured into. And so I hope it, in the promotion of it, that there's purpose in it in that way, that yeah. people feel just encouraged with truth as I'm saying, hey, this is available. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so good. And I will say, as your friend, I don't ever feel like, though I know sometimes you struggle with it internally, it doesn't feel like, there she goes, striving again. Mm. It definitely the experience of you is that you have tapped into what it looks like to live from a heart of rest. And I think that's why this is going to be so beneficial for people because you're talking about the life we truly long for. Um, Back up a little bit to 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, We were together at church and we had multitudinous Christmas Eve services that we were doing. (laughs) And... um, I was doing a moment in the service. You were singing, wrap this one up in the service, um, every service. And I'm sitting on the front row watching you do it for the second or third or fourth or fifth time, Mm. whatever it was. And I just had this moment of, what is going on with her? She is not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody who hasn't been your friend and followed your voice for Mm -hmm. as long as I have would have ever known. Mm -hmm. But I asked you afterwards what was going on. And that was in the season that you opened the book talking about. So I'd love to just take your listeners back there. Yeah, Um, You had hit the ground. You you were just like, okay, here's all my plans. Here's everything that I'm going to do. And boom, what happened that kind of shifted all of that and actually shifted the writing of this book. Yeah. It was like I had just said out loud to Nathan like that Christmas before, like right before the new year, like I think this is when I'm going to, mm-hmm. I had a, a, my agent and his wife had been pursuing me about writing this book. And I was like, I think I'm going to tell them, you know, I'm ready. And um, and boom, I mean, just like it happened over Christmas, like you're mm-hmm. saying, I they don't really know how it happened. Maybe it was, I was sick. There was some sort mm-hmm. of virus and that I was struggling through when I was singing, but mm-hmm. I could, I thought my ears were full of fluid. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just from like, I have a virus, a cold or something. And so when I was singing that year, we had done the whole tour, I was exhausted. But I'm like, I think just my ears aren't draining. I don't know, you know, what's going on. And so I remember talking to you after, like mm-hmm. in the green room and just going like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, I just can't, I can't hear very well. And ended up going to the ENT's office. I had to wait a while because it was the holidays and it was just hard to get in. And so I didn't take Nathan with me because I just thought I have a sinus infection or I have a double ear infection. Mm-hmm. He's the just, normal stuff yeah, for a winter. Yeah, he's just going <laughs> to put me on a decongestant. I'm going to figure this thing out. And, and he drops on me just very matter of fact, like you have sudden sensory neural hearing loss. And it was like literally his mouth was moving and mm-hmm. it was so fast and it was like the the room was spinning and I'm just sitting there going no this this can't be possible like he's like we actually they tested it in my actual bone like it was not just like um they bypass like if there's fluid he's like there's actually no fluid 
in your ears. Like, mm. and I just, I was sweating. I felt like I was nauseous. I went out to my car, couldn't believe it. I mean, that's just scary news, even if you're not a singer. Mm-hmm. But if you're a singer, I mean, that's just yeah, like hearing loss doesn't go yeah, with that. Yes. It was so, so frightening. And so I went at home. I just didn't even, mm-hmm. it, it, it was coming out of my mouth. And I'm like, this can't even be real. And so, you know, and then I just, goodness, I have so much compassion for people who are going through mm-hmm. medical stuff because you are, you know, you have to be your own advocate in that in the beginning, especially. It's like, who do I even call? Like, mm-hmm. I need a second opinion. This guy's telling me he can't really do anything to help me. I can do this, this, and this, and it may help. It may not. I'm like, I need, <laughs> I need more answers. Well, and then, of course, you know, the Lord just starts um, speaking to me during that time. And I remember it was, um, I talk about like, sometimes the the bathtub was the only place that I could go. I would run the water and it would be able to like overtake the swishing and yeah. the tinnitus or tinnitus, however you say it, was in my ears. Um, it was a scary, scary time. And, but in those moments, you know, I talk about, um, Songs came back to me. Talk about mm-hmm. songs came back to me from my past and mainly from when I was really little. Yeah. And just having this um, really sweet time with the Lord, even during um, that scary time of not knowing how this was going to turn out. And so um, I think that really why I wanted to even share about that and then just thinking how it falls where we are right now. Um, is just about seasons. And we are, as we've been sharing, as the body of Christ, even in history, we are in um, a very volatile season. And it's just been hard, I think, for all of us to navigate. And But I think what I really wanted to encourage um, you listeners today, just wherever you're at, um, is that there is purpose in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be a lot of pain in this season, um, but there's purpose in it. And I think that, um, you know, if there's anything I've learned about living from a heart of rest, it's being able to trust God with things not going as planned, as we just mm-hmm. said. I mean, that story um, is a perfect example. I think back had my ears been <laughs> working well, I would have just you know, marched right forward. I would have done great things. I mean, I would Well, you would have, I mean, you would have gotten a decongestant so you could keep going because you had things that, I mean, you had a whole plan. Yeah. You had things you needed to do. I actually love, I'm I'm just going to read it. Um, You said, God used the brokenness of my physical ears to compel me to place the ears of my soul against his heart. Mm -hmm. I shudder to think about all that my spiritual ears would have missed out on. Mm. And it just made me wonder how often all of us, especially as women, because let's face it, we have a lot Mm -hmm. to do. Um, How often do we blow past God's attempts to hold us close? Um, And I don't know if this is true of your story, but I wonder if you you could remember enough about, Mm. you know, September, October, November, December to go— Wonder if God, if God was giving me some opportunities to pull in close, mm. but I had a Christmas tour. I had a lot I needed to do, yep. and you know, we read often in Psalm twenty three, He makes me lie down in yeah. green pastures. Yep. Sometimes I, I wonder if things as big as what you endured mm. happen 
just so we'll have no other choice but yeah. to lean in close. Mm-hmm. And I would echo about seasons just to you listeners. Um, the sweet thing that God has built into the way He has created uh, this world is seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Every season follows the other. That We never skip seasons. They don't go out of order. Mm-hmm. Um, every fall, there's a winter. Every winter, there's a spring. Every spring, there's a summer. Um, and so for you, God is sovereign over the season that you're currently in, mm-hmm. and it also came to pass. And there will be a season that follows it, and there is such fruit and there is such life to be found no matter the season that you're in because God doesn't do anything haphazardly. He doesn't do anything accidentally. So if you're in a difficult season, maybe that is when you can curl up and place yourself against the heart of God and listen Mm -hmm. close to what it is that He wants to tell you that you might not have heard in the spring season or the summer season where it seems all is going well, Mm -hmm. but can only be heard kind of in the valley or in the darkness. But then also in the kindness of the Lord, the season won't last forever. It will give way to the next season. Um, So I just, I love... I love being able to watch you walk that journey because mm-hmm. it was long. Yeah. And it was not like, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like there was some like, yeah. am I going to not be able to hear? Yeah. And therefore not be able to sing like I once mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a scary season. But you also are a different person for having gone through it than you would have been. Yeah, I cannot fathom writing this book without having experienced that. It was almost just like the Lord was like, and then there's this. Mm -hmm. We need to wait a minute. (laughs) I know. Um, But yeah, it was just, you know, I remember this thinking, looking on social media at that time and just feeling sidelined. Like it was the beginning of 2018. Everyone was doing all the things and it was before we were living in weird times Mm -hmm. and everyone was out there on the playing field and I felt like, you know, not so fast Christy Knuckles. I'm like underneath the covers watching snow fall outside and I felt um, really alone. But it was really in that time that Jesus met me in some ways that like were full circle moments for me. Like from when I was like a little girl, like just moments of like like I said, like really sitting in the quiet with Him and having to trust Him through that, of going like, God, I know you know what you're doing. I trust you. I remember even just holding on to that ear a lot. Mm-hmm. It was There was one that was hit a little bit harder than the other. They I had roaring in both ears, but one of the ears was just more... Uh, just covered than the other, like as far as like what I couldn't hear and just holding that ear and going like, God, you made this ear. I trust you with that. And just talking about even the seasons of like, God, you made this season. You know, you're here with me. You, you, you're, there's, there's purpose in this. And with things not going as planned and me not being able to suit up and take the field like everyone else is that I see out there just, you know, seemingly killing it. Um, what does it free me to receive in this time? That's good. And so I think that even in a painful season, there's something for us to receive in it. And that for me was, like I said, some of the conversations and the songs that I sang. Um, it was, I say this in the book, even just 
songs coming to my lips that I actually had written years before. And I say it was like I had then stored up praise for darker days. Like I had stored up praise for that moment Mm -hmm. to be able to go. Songs in the night. Yes, to be able to, to sit in that moment. Like I said, sometimes in the bathtub just going, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I trust your heart. I don't I don't know what your hand is doing here but I trust your heart and and just having songs like right on the you know tip of my heart you know ready to come out and ready to just sing anyway in that moment so um yeah I think anyone as you were saying before Shannon who's in a season even just a different layer or a deeper layer than what we're all experiencing mm-hmm. I mean I know that just COVID and all of that, just it's caused all of us with jobs and with schooling and um, just plans and not knowing, you know, what plans are, how they're going to unfold in the future. I know for us as just traveling people, it's just events and all those things. I've been saying that for a lot of weeks, but just um, it sure is a, you know, a time for us to get close to the heart of God and to draw near to Him, get in this bullseye, get in that called being called back to the center and trusting him with with whatever is to come, you know, with what as I say in the song, what has been and what mm-hmm. is, what we're standing in now and all that is to come. It's such a good encouragement, no matter what season we're in, to never give up the practice of storing up praise yeah. and storing up truth mm-hmm. because we're going to need it to carry us in some seasons, more than it's ever had to carry us in others. Yes. And because you were faithful to do that, it was there mm-hmm. when you were in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And so that's something we can all take away from it is whether it be the playlists on our phone, whether it be the scripture app, whether it be scriptures that are sung or said over us as we go to sleep, mm-hmm. whatever hides God's Word and God's truth in our hearts um, because it'll be there when we need it in those dark days. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for talking about your book. Like, Thank you for talking about it with me. It's going to be such a blessing to your mm-hmm. readers, and it, it's God's kindness to us that mm-hmm. He gave you this life to live so that you could put language around it um, and encourage us and affirm us as we all seek to live from a heart of rest. Thank you, Brandon.